Production. Recorded live. Hello, everyone. This is Westrun.com's Weldon Johnson for a special edition of the Westrun.com Track Talk for the unbelievable free classic we have tomorrow. We've had a few technical difficulties, but we're getting underway here. And I'm joined by our very own women's 5,000-meter expert, Jonathan Galt. On his way to the pre-classic, John, you're the only one with Let's Run is going to be there. Um, I don't know. It's going to be tremendous. Yeah, I'm I'm very thankful to you guys, to you guys for sending me. I think it's going to be really great. Um, you know, there is a women's 5,000 world record attempt actually tonight. So I, I don't know if that's actually my favorite distance, but it's sort of the joke uh, among the staffers. So uh, you know, that, that'll be very exciting tonight. See that Zoe the Barber take a crack at that. 1411, and the world record's held by her sister, so it'd be pretty interesting there. Uh, but the only down thing I'm a little bummed about, so I got on a flight, left early from Boston this morning, flew into Seattle, and now I'm waiting in the Seattle airport. And the first thing that I did when I landed, I opened up my phone, and I see Matthew Centuritz has scratched from the Bowman Mile. And you know, it was just a letdown. Um, I'm sure he wanted to give it a go, but he said he came down with a virus, uh, an untimely virus was uh, the words he used in his tweet. So he will not be racing. If you recall, he didn't race here last year either. Um, he was hurt and uh, had to pull out. So that's really, you know, it takes some wind out of the sails because that will, re- you know, he's the Olympic champion running on basically his home track. You know, he went to college at Oregon, still trains in Oregon. So but it's still, you take him out, it's still a fantastic race. You've got Aspel Kiprop, you've got Elijah Manangoy, you got Clayton Murphy, you know, how fast can he go? And all the other events are spectacular. So really, it's still going to be a fantastic meet. Yeah, I mean, we've been debating on Let's Run whether this is the best pre-classic ever. You know, we, we've got, our memories don't go all the way back to the beginning of pre, but it's on paper, you know, it's it's hard to argue that it's not the best. A little bummer with with Central, like you said, it's pretty crazy that you know the Oregon kid ended up being the Olympic champ. You know his dad was an Oregon legend and all the ties to Nike, but it's still such a tremendous meet. And um, we've got limited time here. You got to catch a flight. We can't, you know, we got to have you on the ground in Eugene, so we, we can't go with this show too long. But um, in terms of breaking down the meet, let, let's start with that Bowerman Mile. Uh, you know, it, it is sort of the always the final event at free and the, usually a lot of times the marquee event. Um, so even with, with Centro, as you said, it, it's, it's a, I don't know, it's maybe not a race for the ages now, but it's still a, a tremendous mile. And I think if you take Centro out of it, to be honest, right. He didn't really think he was going to win it. No, so, I, you know, I think, I, I think he could have, I think he was possibly, you know, I thought a PR was possible, especially given that he opened up in 333 for 1500 last week. Uh, I think if it was a slower race, like it was in 2015 when he almost won, so say winning time around 351, 352, I would have thought he might be in contention there because, you know, he didn't run any Diamond League meets last year, but he ran a bunch in 2015. And he was second in that one. He was also second in the mile in London that year, I believe. And Kiprop kind of just toyed with the field in that race. But, you know, we we don't really know what kind of shape Kiprop's in. We assume he's he's good just because he's, you know, if he's racing, he's usually in pretty good shape. But I, I think, 
I, this Max Century is he's never won a Diamond League race, you know. So I, I don't. I feel like with the quality of field here, we've got Manning guys already running well this year. Ronald Clemoy was incredible in Doha. He ran 7:28, just destroyed that field, and that was a good field. So you know, between those two and Kiprop, uh, I think Centrowitz would have had a hard time beating any of them. Yeah, I agree. It's kind of crazy. I, I was looking at the, the stat you put in the preview uh, uh, on the Bowerman Mile. Uh, since 1993, so I guess that's 24 years, we've actually had five American winners of the Bowerman Mile, which is crazy. One, I think it shows Bob Kennedy won it in 93 and 94. Um, so I think it shows sort of back then in 356 that it necessarily wasn't one of the best in the world. Steve Holman won it in 95. Um, 352. You know, Holman was a world-class miler, very good in more time trial type races. Alan Webb won it nearly 10 years later, and then Bernardo got. So no one's questioning the last two guys. But um, this, the thing that sort of intrigues me with it with with Bowerman is how seldomly is it under you know run under 350. Um, you know, the miles not run very very often, but you know, a sub 333 1500 is pretty common and most years, it seems to me that, you know, Bowerman's not under 350. What do you think we'll see for time this year? I, I mean, uh, your guess is as good as mine. You look at the recent results, and that's not always a rhyme or reason, because the last two years, it was only 351 winning time. But then the year before that, um, when Ayanli Sul- Suleiman was first Bowerman mile, he ran 347, which is the fastest mile ever on American soil. And there was a ton of people running fast behind him. Centurits ran his PR in that race. And... The I believe the six years before that, or I think five years before that, we're all running under 350 as well. So it's re- I think what it really comes down to is someone is one of the studs, i.e. Kiprop, uh, Quamoy, or Manigoy, do they go with the rabbit? And is the rabbit trying to run a fast pace? Because if the rabbit's going out and trying to run 348, and one of them, probably Kiprop, hangs right on them, you could see a parade of fast times behind them. But if some, you know, Kiprop, we never really know what he's going to do in one of these races. If he decides to hang towards the back or if, you know, no one wants to take it, I mean, we could see as slow as 352. So I think it really, I mean, it's kind of silly to predict times, but it looks like it's going to be fairly good. Well, I don't know if it's great racing. For a middle distance race, the weather isn't as important, but uh, it's going to be a very nice sunny day tomorrow. So hopefully the crowd uh, is rewarded with a thrilling finale yeah i mean as always it's almost always a great race i mean i guess a couple words on kiprop you know he hasn't really raced this year um anything prominent so it'd be sort of interesting to see what he does um i mean uh, he's still the greatest talent in the mile you know it's just a question of sort of which tactical version you're going to see and I, i don't know what else with him um, yeah, I think the less the tactics have to have a factor in the the less the tactics factor into the result, the better for him. You know, we saw last year he would just get out and he'd go out in you know 54 or 55 in some of these diamond league races, races, and the field would just wave the white flag. They'd just be like, "We're not touching that guy. Well, let's race for second. And I think at his best, he's the only a guy that can really do that in the world. Just drop a world class 1500 field. So. Who knows? But he, you know, he felt like I think he felt like he mistimed his peak a little bit more. I would also say he didn't run the greatest final in Rio, but 
uh, I think he wanted to sort of maybe start getting into harder workouts a little later. At least that's what he told me at World Cross. So, uh, yeah, it'll be, it'll be very it's always great to watch Kip Rob run. He's one of my favorite runners to watch. So I'm excited to see what he does. Apparently, Kiprop does a steeple. I mean, or he ran part of a steeple. I thought that was like a social media joke. We'll find out more about that. But that's uh, my number one number one question to ask this weekend is uh, Kiprop's future in the steeplechase. Pretty unbelievable. We're, we're spending too much time on the Byron Mile, but we got to say something about Clayton Murphy. I mean, Centro in the race being the Olympic champion, he was sort of getting the American limelight. But, you know, Murphy, there's a part of the Let's Run contingent and other guys who consider him a miler, which I think is crazy. I mean, maybe long-term, but, you know, he, he's got an Olympic bronze medal. He's run the fastest, you know, 800 in April in, like, ages or ever or something like that this year. Um, but here he is, you know, racing the big boys in the Bowerman Mile. What do you think we'll, we'll see from him? Uh, I think he sort of – I mean, I I think it's – first of all, it's interesting just because he's never faced this kind of field before, you know, in a mile. Um my expectation is that he would tend more to be more like Centrowitz in these races where if it's slow, he's got, you know, incredible kick, but I don't know if he has the strength to run like a 348, but, you know, I was trying to think about, you know, if it goes fast, what, what is he capable of running? And I, I put, I, I put 351 in the preview, but I mean, this guy, this is a guy who's run 142 for 800 meters, you know, I, and you just look at some of the other Americans. It's like, well, and some of the other guys who have run in the low 350s, you know, uh, Andrew Weeding's run 351, and he we thought he was an 800 guy at the start of his career. I mean, is there any reason why Murphy, if he is a really good miler, you know, couldn't run 349 or 350? Who knows? I think we'll really see – my guess is he'll run somewhere in the low 350s, but he won't be competitive for the win, and this will be the race that convinces him to focus on the 800 uh, this year if he hasn't already made that decision. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. I mean, I think that's a huge jump from there to 350, or so it's a couple of seconds. And, you know, if anyone's going to make a huge jump, it could be him. But until he does it, you know, I'm more, I'm more likely in the camp to say, you know, he's not doing it this week. Um, if you're just joining us, this is Westron.com's Track Talk. We're previewing arguably the best pre-classic ever. Uh, Tonight, we have the Join Benoit Samuelson Distance Night, um, with the premier event being the women's 5,000 meters with a world record attempt. And then tomorrow, we've got, you know, the tra- traditional free classic stuff. Um, John, let's jump around. Let's turn to the, tonight, the women's 5,000 meters. Um, you know, it, it, obviously, the, the main thing is Kinsebe Dababe trying to go for the world record, get her sister's world record. Yeah, and, you know, that is a big storyline. I think, you know, I think the obvious question is, can she do it? Well, yeah, it's possible. But I think, really, the best opportunity for her to do this was two years ago. And she ran, she only ran 14-19 in that race. But they ran in the middle of the day at, at pre, when it was, you know, sunny and hot. Now they're running it, the sun is going to be setting two minutes into the race. So it's not going to be totally dark, but it'll be, you know, it should be pretty as good a conditions as they could reasonably you know they're running in the evening which is what i was pleading them to do so i think she'll have a better show that you know conditions wise but i don't know if her fitness measures up to where it was in 2015 i mean if you remember 
she was crushing everyone on the Diamond League circuit. She ran 350 for 1,500 meters, the world record that year. And, you know, she she raced a limited schedule last year, I think, in part because of uh, an injury and in part because of the allegations swelling around her coach. Um, she did still get second in the Olympics, though. She ran 413 for the mile. She broke indoors this year. She broke the world record for 2,000 meters. And that's the overall mark, not just indoors. So, you know, if if she's in the shape that we've seen her in the last couple of years, yeah, she could give it a scare. And I do think that that is a world record, 14-11. It's been challenged so many times recently. It's going to go down one of these years. But I don't know. I, I think the best case scenario would be to have someone sort of help her with the pace, uh, put Ayana in this race as well, see if they can work together. But I don't know if they're really willing to do that. They tried that a couple of years ago. Uh, Ayana complained that Dababa wasn't pe- doing a fair share of the work. So, who knows? My, my guess is that it doesn't happen tonight, but apparently they've asked for world record pace. I saw Paul Swangard, who's the PA announcer at Haywood Field, actually said there was a request from someone, I'm assuming Dababa, to run, have the rabbits go faster than 14.10 pace. So, they probably think she's in good shape, but we won't really know until we watch the race tonight. Yeah, I think, you know, kind of like you said, is what do the rabbits go? How far do they go? And, and do they start out on pace? Um, with the women's world record attempts, it's even harder to get a rabbit for, for the right distance. And then, so once they drop off, you know, she really committed to this. Um, she's got all the talent in the world. You know, there's all the questions surrounding her and her coach. And, you know, last year was sort of a weird, weird year for her. Um, but, you know, anything she does on the track won't surprise me. Um, but, you know, we, we could we could talk about, you know, we don't have time. Usually it's probably, devol- you know, devolve into discussions of a coach and what's happened with that. But uh, we're keeping this. This is going to be the most focused show ever, um, preview show for us. We're, just, we're only talking pre-classic. So, you know, the other thing sort of there is in that race is, you know, Molly Huddle going for the American record. Um, I don't know. It, you know, Shannon Robery pushed it down a bit more last year. What do you think of her chances, of Molly's chances? I I don't think she's going to get it, and here's why. Um, every time I, I've talked to her about this, not just this year, but, you know, the last few years when she's gone to race pre, and I, you know, I, always the subject is American record. She, she was the American record holder for, you know, six years, so whenever you talk about get her getting a fast 5k, that's the, the topic subject subject of conversation. And what she has told me repeatedly is basically, you know, she's going to go out there. She's going to take a crack, you know, take a best shot, but, and she has, she'll probably have three cracks in it. I would guess this summer between uh pre and a couple of the diamond league meets, but she's not looking to peak for the pre classic. She's looking to peak for London. So, you know, She's going to give it whatever she's got today. We know that she's very good at pressing on and running. You know, she may well be leading that chase pack uh, behind Dababa, depending on how the race plays out. You know, so we know she's not not afraid to do that. And she's, you know, I think she ran, you know, low 15s. I think, no, sub sub 15 on the roads uh, in Boston last month, which is a good effort. So, you know, I, I think she could run in the 1440s, but 1438, that's, you know, there's a reason that's the American record. It's it's tough, and I think I think Molly can get her fitness there by the end of the summer. But I think for Memorial Day, I 
my guess is she's not going to be there quite yet. Yeah, I agree. I think it's a little bit early for her. Um, sort of also is interesting. I don't know. I mean, her 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 American her previous American record is like thirty seconds off the world record. Um, there's like this sort of gap opening up between the the top American women. It's weird. It's more so in the, in the five k because we're very competitive at fifteen hundred. Um, I guess ten k we're now a bit off. You know, the, the marathon we're pretty competitive, but sort of. 5K, 10K, this gap's opening up. And the African, I shouldn't say African, the East African women are really starting to sort of make their mark on a track. On the track and that's only happened in the last 10 years. And it's changing the sport and sort of changing what we think is possible. And another event sort of where that's happening is the Women's 3000 Steeplechase. Um, possible, you know, any time Ruth Jabet runs, there's a possible world record attempts. That's the other marquee event tonight um, at – 11:25 Eastern, and if you want to watch these, these races are all on NBCSN or with the NBCSN uh, Goal Pass. So, track fans, you know, no worries. Pre is on TV. Uh, tomorrow's on regular NBC, I believe. Um, but You're correct. That 3,000 yeah. ste- 3, steeplechase. You know, you've got the world record holder, Olympic champion, Ruth Jabet. You know, anytime she enters, pretty much, she is the favorite, and it's just a question of how fast she's gonna she's gonna go. Yeah, I mean, she it was a great race last year. She doesn't have uh, Kiang to push her this time, but generally she's okay just pushing a pace up on her own. My 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 what I'm going to be watching in that race is to see how close Coburn is to the other Kenyans because she was beaten pretty badly uh, in Doha by Beatrice Chepkoach and Selfie Trespol, the two other ones, and you know can she narrow that gap because she's going to need to uh, by August. Yeah. I mean, Eastby could run, you know, just a tad under 9.10 and be competitive, and I think those days are over. Um, you know, Coburn's PB in American records 9.07. She needs to, you know, she's run, she ran 9.14, what, first time out this year in Doha. But, uh, you know, if she wants to be a factor, she's got to chop 10 seconds off that and sort of deliver that type of race, I think, at the Worlds. You know, that may not even be enough to medal, but uh, I'm sure in her mind she's sort of thinking, how can I get down to nine minutes? Which is crazy because you know we're are we still at two women under nine? Three uh, ever? Yeah, it's time? two. Kiang has run nine, nine flat, nine flat point, oh one, right? Yeah. Nine flat point oh one, and then nine flat point one two as well. So she's had two so that have been very close, but she has one non-Russian woman under nine. Um, those of you who want to throw the Kenyans under the bus, you know, whatever. But uh, the steeple more than any event, other event because it's new, it's sort of transforming before our eyes. And Emma Coburn so far has been able to, to you know, be a part of that transformation. It'll be interesting to see what she does um, tonight. So I sort of like the, the two-day thing is pretty cool. It's really cool this year because the first time it's on TV. Um, before, you know, it'd be like 10Ks or 30K world record. And it was just streaming. But now, for the first time, you know, more of America can, can see this stuff, uh, which is great. We've also got the Women's National 1500. Um, just a shout-out there to Gabe Grunewald. You know, she's putting off her chemo and radiation, started with chemo and radiation therapy, trying to qualify for nationals. So I think, you know, all track fans, all hum- human beings are rooting for her to get that. But uh, Absolutely. Yep. So we... You know, how much time you got, John? 
Uh, well, they haven't started boarding me, but they probably said they're going to do it in, I would say, five minutes or so. So I don't know. I let, let, I, let's go to Saturday and just quick hit some of the other events. I mean, I just want to give a. Yeah. I think we should run through some of the field and sprint stuff as well because those are also ridiculous. Um, you've got the, the men's pole vault. I mean, there's a 17 year old high school junior from Louisiana who is potentially going to win this, which is just ridiculous considering the field contains the, rainy, the three Olympic medalists from last year. Um, I mean, how excited are you for Mondo Duplantis? Well, then. I'm excited, you know. Um, the kid's amazing. He's only a junior in high school, and he arguably could win the, the pre-classic. Um, and he's got, you know, he's sort of casual fans interested in the pole vault. You know, he did these, like, series of vaulting, what was it, over, like, 17 feet in so many minutes or something. He thinks he's posting on YouTube. And, you know, I mean, you've got the world champ and the Olympic champion here. And we're, we're, we're debating whether a 17-year-old kid can win it. Um, he, he comes from good stock, I'll say that much. You know, his dad was a world-class vaulter. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, then poor Sam Kendricks, you know, it's like, hey, we didn't even mention him. You know, the... Yeah, he's a bronze medalist. He won in Doha. I mean, he's probably the favorite on paper, but Duplantis is the world leader. So I think that's going to be great. Uh, another one I'm, I'm looking at, we could see the youngest sub-four miler in history uh, in the international mile. Jacob Ingebrigtsen, one of three Ingebrigtsen brothers competing in this meet. And uh, he's only 16 years old. So... Yeah, you know, I, I think he can do it. He ran 3:43 last weekend and won by like two seconds. So you convert that to a 1500 to a mile, it's about 401. But consider that he's going to be dragged along instead of having to lead it from the front. I think he does it. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. And he's you know, already been over here running races in Oregon. So you know, I don't know what his season's like or what his setup is like, but I think he's going to do it for sure. Um, you know, he's got amazing genes. His whole family's just you know, a bunch of sub four minute milers. But uh it's kinda interesting though. Someone pointed out that you almost made a joke around four fifty seven for two K at sixteen, so that age is right. He had to go sub four you know in there at right. point. But uh you know that's that just shows the quality of that race. You know, it's it's the B mile and you got uh Andrew Weeding who's having a strong comeback this year. It'll be really interesting to see what he does in there. You got um, who was I? I was just there's someone else who I was kind of shocked was in this race. Lopez Lamont, he's sort of passed his past days. Um, but no, I guess, um, I guess all the other guys are in, in the bathroom right now. Thinking, um, we're, we're about to board here, well, then, so I think we're gonna have to wrap it up. Okay, um. At women's 800, we got to say something about the Caster Smith show. You know, what do you what do you think we'll see there? I mean, she. I think she's gonna win. No one's looked close to. Her. I guess we get our first look at Francine Niansaba. She, I think she missed her flight to Doha, or she didn't she didn't run in that meet for some reason. But now she doesn't have to travel at all because she's based in Eugene. So, um, you know, I think the only she's the only person who could beat Semenya if she's made some sort of notable leap from last year. Uh, she might have a chance. Otherwise, I think Semenya, 
Niansaba and Wambui in that order. Yeah, I mean, that's sort of how that one always plays out. Um, the men's hundreds, you got Adidas, Justin Gatlin again. We have the, arguably the women's greatest ever 200-meter field. Allison Felix, Johnny Miller. <laughs> Excuse me. You know, the highlighter, Elaine Thompson, Daphne Chippers. It just... Excuse me. I'm like Hillary Clinton having coughing fits here. Um, just this meet so sad across the board. But, John, we're, we're most focused on the distance races. What about the women's 1500? A few comments on that. I, I mean, Faith Chippegon has to be the favorite. Um, she's the Olympic champion. You know, she looks fantastic. She closed in 58 seconds in Shanghai to get the win. Um, I'm more interested to see how the Americans stack up against each other. You know, Jenny Simpson, I think, has to be the favorite to be the top American, but you got Kate Grace, you got Brenda Martinez, you got Shannon Robery. I mean, this field is probably going to be, but from an American only perspective, that's more interesting than USA's because you know, I would expect that Martinez and possibly Grace as well to drop down to the 800. So, that's what I'm, I think Simpson will be the top American, but I want to see how fast everyone else can run. Yeah, it's kind of interesting, you know, in the order, you probably want to name him in order, but Robory sort of slipped the floor. He hasn't had the quickest start to the season. He got beat at Oxy. Um, you know, so so she's sort of the question mark. Kate Grace taking a crack at the 1500. Um, you know, she's sort of. Almost, it's almost like Clayton Murphy, right? Everyone sort of assumes she can run a great 1500, but she hasn't done it. Um, she's only got a 405 PB, but Olympic finalist last year. Brenda Martinez has been on fire this year, so, you know. And then Shelby, Shelby Houlihan. It's just, this meet is so great because usually we get the top Americans because all the Nike people sort of are really encouraged to do it. And then everybody else wants to go there and race as well. And, you know, they take on the world's best on national TV before the you know the biggest track audience in America and probably the most informed, so it doesn't get any better than that. Um, you got any parting comments, John? Uh, well, they just called zone number one. I'm zone number two, so I think keep it short and sweet. I mean, I'm just can't wait to get there. Uh, it's gonna be great, and uh, yeah, thanks again for sending me out. <laughs> All right. Well, everyone's looking forward to it. Um, enjoy yourself. I'm jealous. I don't know why I didn't buy my own so I could plane ticket to free. But uh, this was a very abbreviated. We st- we did it, John. 30 minutes. A 30-minute Let's Run.com track talk. Um, I don't know how those guys do those. All right. Daily that's me. Shows I'm going to hang 25 up. Minutes. All we'll right. Hang again. up. Bye. Everyone who joined us, thank you. If you're just joining us late, uh, check on to Let's Run.com. You can download this brief podcast, and it'll be – available um to put on your ipod or stream or whatever so check back all weekend until tonight this is westrun.com's welton johnson signing off thank you <laughs>